now, 92.9 FM ESPN presents Memphis's biggest columnist. You ain't got to do nothing, homeboy. You ain't writing nothing. <laughs> no, you ain't. ain't writing nothing. I ain't letting him write. He ain't getting no interview. It's the award-winning Jeff Calkins from the Daily Memphian and the Jeff Calkins Show. I don't get no interview. On 92.9 FM, ESPN. Ladies and gentlemen, this is something they call a groundbreaker. So let me first apologize to the shots and the ties for your makeup. Cause I make you ugly As soon as it drops We're on a rampage Bubbles popping up Before you know where There's rubble and dust Cause we'll be pushing it up Somebody say You Morning, everybody. Happy Tuesday. Uh, let's see. It, oh, Tuesdays are great. Uh, Tuesdays are great because we got... It is pretty dope. I'll be, I'll be honest. You, you got in the second hour, you got Chris Harrington and Charles Fisherman. You got Chris Harrington straight up 10 o'clock. Fisher on Friday, on Tuesday. I'll, I'll, you know what? Just in terms of uh, in terms of sheer IQ, I'll put those two against any two guests in any hour in, on any sports show in America, you 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 does that you are you do you co-sign that Jeffrey? I do indeed. Between Chris and you know people don't understand. I yeah. went to an Ivy League college. Yeah, yeah, those two. Well, now you know Chris didn't go to an Ivy League college, but you don't have to go to an Ivy League college to be brilliant. Mm-hmm. I've never believed that. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, so uh, anyway, it's a we we got Chris on hoops. And we got fish on the whole world, and by Literally. the way, by the way, the whole world. We didn't mention it yesterday. It's just, it's so freaking tragic that it's hard to know what to say. Um, it's so tragic and so freaking complicated, and um, they had a vigil yet last night at Temple Israel. I know, um. And whatever the root causes of what happened, um, and it's still happening in the Middle East, uh, and they are complicated, and you hear lots of arguments about lots of perspectives. Um, what has happened uh, is obviously horrific with families and children uh, being kidnapped and murdered. And um, so uh, even as, as I was doing the show yesterday, I'm thinking about that and clearly reading about that and watching all that is unfolding and hoping that someday, hoping that someday peace can somehow prevail. Um, although it seems unlikely. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about that with Charles, I'm sure. Um, but, uh, but, uh, it's a fraught topic also, um, to weigh in on. And so just know that, that I'm not ignoring it. And it is certainly top of my mind as I go through 
my day. And the people over there uh, are top of my mind as we go through the day. But anyway, uh, we do have uh, uh, Chris Harrington straight up at 10 o'clock. Charles Fishman, our man in Washington, D.C., uh, after that. So, Jeffrey, uh, there was a lot that happened last night. Not not necessarily Memphis-related. Um, oh, uh, Tangentially, there was, there was one. There's certainly Memphis connections related to it all, uh, and uh, there was baseball uh, that was uh, uh, pretty mesmerizing. There was a football game that was less pretty mesmerizing, correct. considerably less mes- mesmerizing. There was an NBA matchup of uh, a two uh, Goliaths coming into the league, uh, and then over. By the way, then, Slenderman. Uh, then, then over on uh, yeah, that's true, Slenderman. Then over on um, over on the Memphis Tiger basketball Facebook page, there was a schism. No way. There was a, oh, no, 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 a schism involving a prominent former Memphis Tiger and Penny Hardaway. How about that? Oh, very, very clearly a schism. And, uh, and we'll talk about all of those things. Should we talk? Let's talk about them exactly in that order. Um, baseball, obviously, it was interesting yesterday. I was reading a piece over at ESPN, I think it was, about how this playoff format has been, for whatever reason, a disservice to the league, maybe, and certainly maybe a disservice to the higher seed. Because what's happened is you get the wild card round, the the better team, quote the better team, sits out, yep. right, and then. What like Max, so Max Freed last night, who started for the Braves, he missed his last start with a blister, so he basically hadn't pitched in 12 days. Right, so what happens is yeah. the layoff that allows you to, quote-unquote, get your rotation right or whatever you want to do is supposed to be an advantage. Before this year, the last two years, the underdog has won five of the eight of those series, and so you don't have the best team, you don't have the glamour team, you don't have the team that's stacked up all the wins advancing, which is maybe unfair to that team and maybe not what baseball wants. Like, there's a question of, do we have to fix this? And then, sure enough, last night, you see Arizona beating the Dodgers to go up 2-0. Another example of this. And then you see the Phillies take a 4-0 lead on the Braves. The colossus that is the Braves. And you're like, holy crap. The Braves had 14 consecutive innings without scoring a run. This had never happened this entire year. So, do you think the system is broken? Do you um, think the system is, a, in fact, a disadvantage for the team? That I guess the way that I would say it is, I think that they are still trying. I think the, the people that are now actually making decisions, Theo Epstein is largely responsible for the mm-hmm. competitive yeah, aspect. aspect. I think they're still in the process of trying to get everything where they want it. I don't think this is their finished product. Anyway, so uh, it looked looked like it was happening again, and then the uh, Braves storm back to win five four in dramatic fashion, and Austin Riley right in the middle of it uh, with a go ahead home run, and then uh, in the midst of the very first eight five three, a sensational double play, in which Austin to, also made the throw. I know what I'm saying he made the throw right in the middle of it, made the throw to win the w- 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 to uh, to win the fir- first. 8-5-3 double play in postseason history. Austin made the throw to double off Bryce Harper. Uh, and there you go. Was that the greatest thing that happened last night, Jeffrey? I found myself the most 
enthralled by that. Now, granted, the, fo- pretty spectacular. the football game, the football game was rate close. Oh, the football game will definitely rate better. Definitely rate better. Yes, it was, it was funny. There was another piece, and I'm by the way, I'm violating, I'm violating radio, uh, radio protocol by talking about baseball first because there was a another piece I read last week about, I think it was last Tuesday. Whenever the morning short of shows began on ESPN, the talk shows, right? Not okay. the not the news stuff, but whenever the baseball was not mentioned. The, the, there was no, like for the next seven hours, baseball did not come up on any of the talk shows. And well, this is to, to your point right now, you know, what is this? I think first take just started. Right. And they're, of course, talking about the Monday night game. Yeah. And, and the reason is that nobody hates baseball, but Correct. they do, as it was explained in this piece, they do minute by minute. Ratings. They yeah. know minute by minute what time people watch, what time they bail, what time they – and they know for one reason or another, people don't want to hear them arguing about baseball or talking about baseball or mentioning baseball, whereas they stick around. The audience grows when they're talking about Jordan Love. It shrinks when they're talking about Austin Riley. And I've – I honestly think that – it's the nature of the two games. Football in general lends itself. Football's more of a talk about it sport. It's funny though because baseball has all this time between, like, to talk about. Like, it's literally the the the, the but game each that game was feels narrated. Less significant. And why is it that once upon yeah? But so the why, they talk about the NBA. Correct. But if you think about it, remember this is one of the frustrations that I had last year. When they talk about the NBA, very rarely are they talking no, the about game. what happened no, in no, the no, game. No, 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 it's, it's, it's all. It's even, everything. In the NFL, there is more to talk about. Anyway, so uh, it was mesmerizing last night, and certainly a mesmerizing way for the game to end. But because I don't want people to turn the channel, we're going to move on. We're going to quickly move on to something else, uh, and that would be the football game last night. Raiders win 17-13, beating the Packers. Uh, breaking an eight-game losing streak to the Packers. And I'll tell you, John Martin's unhappy. Like he's, he's hurting his draft pick. And not only that, like the Raiders, did they look good to you? Um, no, but they looked functional. Other know, than McDaniels. I, I think the biggest problem the Raiders have is I think McDaniels is clearly a bad head coach. It is interesting. How can you be universally recognized as a good coordinator and such a bad head coach, even when you've been a bad head coach before and supposedly learned your lessons and everything else. And when you say bad head coach, are you referring to the fourth and one? Game, uh, game decisions. It's just like in general, just managing a team. He he is clear, like he has demonstrated to me that he is not good at this. I mean, I think the the simplest answer is, do we know he's a great coordinator or was he Tom Brady's coordinator? Right. Well, there's that, too. Um, here's the other problem for the Raiders, by the way. Um, if you're rooting against them, if you're John Martin and rooting for the draft pick, you're done. You're, you're just done. You know who they got next? The New England Patriots. You know who they got after that? The Chicago Bears. They're going to win six or seven games. Yeah, I mean, that's the— They're going to win six. They are not—they are not—they're not New England bad. No, I mean, weren't they like eight and nine last year? Yeah, they're they're they are a. I think I don't think they'll be five hundred, but they are going. So they were to, six and eleven last year, and, and that's what they'll be this they year. They feel like the same team, 
feel like the same team. Uh, well, to your point, last night I was trying to debate with myself whether or not I was upset that the that the Giants actually came back and beat the Cardinals. I would be. I think I, and that was kind of where I netted out. I mean, I literally, I, but of course, I am so reflexively used to rooting for the draft pick. And I know some of you people out there are, are remember when we used, we used to have this argument with the Grizzlies, right? Like oh, You and the, I did not. The tank. You, you and I were locked in ours. Some of you people out there were like, oh, you got to win every game. Yeah, it's winning culture. The game. Winning culture. Oh, yeah, winning culture. Um, They're not even good at drafting. And yeah, they're not. It doesn't matter if they pick third or pick eighth. It'll be the same player because they stink at drafting anyway. No, I, I I swear to God, when 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 Matt Milano went down uh, against the Jags, I started thinking, well, they'll get a better draft pick. I literally, I am, I'm, I'm way too quick, so I'm reflexively defend myself by thinking about the draft pick. Um, okay, but the key but when difference you're, when though- you stink, when you're totally mediocre, like the Raiders are, I mean, the Bills have the pieces that they need. In the at end, the, top. the Bills have the most important piece. Yeah, you so- can debate whether or not he is like some people can maybe go. He gets overrated. He being Josh Allen. Does anyone disagree that he is at least a top five quarterback? And no one disagree. By the way, does anyone disagree that he's not Patrick Mahomes? No. Everyone knows what Even he is. Even Bills fans, like, like I mean, little Gabe was saying to me the other I don't know about Josh Allen. He's not Patrick Mahomes. Of course, he's not Patrick. There's Mahomes. only one. There's, there's he's not Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, or Joe Montana. Correct. That's fine. I, I can accept the next level of quarterback. Yes. So anyway, but you don't have that if you're the Raiders. You don't have that if you're the Giants. Yes. And you need that, and so yes, it's the you only way losses. to me. It's the only way that you can legitimately, unless you have. I hear the problem is you got Brock Purdy doing what Brock Purdy's doing. So but you'd think it's. Do you really think it's totally a product of the coach? Like this is the not totally, but I do think it is largely. What I think is actually the more fascinating. He didn't do it with Trey Lance. He didn't do it with Jimmy Garoppolo. He didn't do this with those guys. Kind of did it with Garoppolo, but not this. Kind, I mean, you can not, also not, make the not argument a 20, there was, not there was a, a couple more weapons. To, not a 22-4 to four touchdown to interception race, ratio. There are a couple more weapons, though. He does have more weapons. He does have more weapons. Okay, anyway, back to last night. Um, uh, we had the rare Carlson versus Carlson yes. kicking contest. And would you honestly, right now in the Carlson family, Anders, of course, versus Daniel. Daniel's the Raiders kicker. Uh, Anders is the Packers kicker. War Eagle. Um, the, the Anders made his field goals but lost the game. Daniel missed field goals, missed two field goals, but got the win. What kicker is feeling better today? Which Carlson is? I'll tell you who. The Carlson who made his field goals and got the loss is feeling better than the Carlson who missed his field goals and got the win. Although the Carlson who missed his field goals is an all-pro kicker, so he doesn't really have Correct. to worry about and job one security. Got tipped, one got tipped and the other – they're both 50-plus yard right, field exactly. goals. One gets tipped and the other hits halfway up the upright. Like, Yeah, he, he does, he's not a guy who's like teetering, uh, getting cut, and, oh, I missed two field goals and Correct. I'm going to get cut. So maybe he's happier that he got the win. Um then the question becomes Jordan Love. I was talking to John about it. Um, obviously, bad game, 16 of 30, 182 yards, three picks. He thinks youth, not awful. He said he makes throws. Like, you can see, you can, like, if you actually watch the game, yeah, no, I, he's not as bad as his stats. It is not as just, my God, it's not going to work. 
as as the stats would make you think. I think he's a thrower, not a quarterback. I think that's the problem. He does. John is correct. Like, if you watch, and the best, like, when he is at his best is typically when they take him out of structure and they just say, just go, like, go around and make plays. The problem is when you ask him to play quarterback, he's not very good at it. He's only good, like, when it's two-minute drill, like, when they're way behind and he's having to make – he throws a very good deep ball, and he's athletic as hell. This is all stuff we knew when he when he was in the draft. I, I just, eh, eh, eh. Um, uh, well, he does not see the field very well. Certainly, the game last night was eh, and he does everything very slowly when he's trying to read the field. Well, I mean, that last pick was he could have run like you know, like, or if he throws it immediately, like if he recognized. Now I get it; he got flushed a little bit, but like that was open. Was a busted coverage again. All right, moving on. We've done baseball. All right. Quickly moved off of that in case because we don't want people to, you know, we don't want people to change the channel. Um, then we went to uh, the NFL. Then we went to the NFL, and now we have hoops. Uh, Victor Wembanyama uh, against Chet Holmgren last night, um, and neither one disappointed. Uh, the Spur went for twenty, two steals, a block, and five rebounds. Chet. 21. By the way, um, then Wembenyama in uh, Wemby uh, was 20 points in 19 minutes. Chet Holmgren was 21 points in 16 minutes, nine rebounds, one block. I find myself somewhat envious of the place where those fan bases are right now. Yeah, because there's nothing to lose. It's the per- yeah, yeah, it's the perfect place. It's like when Ja was just coming into the league. Yeah. He was just, my God, look at the talent. There's literally no pressure, um, no, no, no feeling that we have to make the playoffs or we have to have to advance around or advance a little more on Oklahoma City, because obviously they accom- they have accomplished more and they're further along in the process. But there is only joy, no pressure. Um, and so to see those dudes come in and in their exhibition, preseason, whatever you want to call it, openers play that well. Right. Um, is really fun for both cities. And then I find myself, this is against my better judgment because I've resented Oklahoma City fans or uh, rolled my eyes at them ever since they came into the league uh, with inheriting immediately Kevin Durant. Uh, and then, you Some know. Some would just say shrewd business move. Being so dorky and T-shirt wearing and matching T-shirts and all of everything that, that we don't like about Oklahoma City. But Chet Holmgren got trashed. Chet Holmgren got trashed by the by. Ah, he's never gonna make it. He's too skinny. There oh, for was sure. A, there was a lot of that. And then when he gets hurt, it's like, see, told you so. I think some people are rooting against Chet Holmgren, and so therefore I am rooting for him. Um, and we've reached uh, this weird. You make an interesting point, though. We've reached this weird era of sports talk, sports analysis, where it feels like we spend an entire lifetime trying to defend our draft I, rates. Uh, uh, the trend to, or, or whatever your preconceived opinion was. Correct. Well, it was you, the same you, thing. You, like, you, the you, same make, thing. you make your hot Correct. take. Yes, whether it's about draft rankings. Well, yes. You your, and you make your hot take, and then you root for your hot take yes. to be right. That's mostly what you're rooting into. A lot of what your rooting interest becomes. 
and uh, and you defend it when if you're wrong. You cling to mm-hmm. it. You cling to it mm-hmm. and defend it if you're wrong. And, and I'm uh, not wrong about Herbert, for the record. And and and, uh, and Jeffrey's not wrong about Herbert. It is going to be a hell of a rookie of the year race. Right now, the favorite, obviously, is Wambanyama. Uh, but Scoot Henderson is the second favorite. And then Chet Holmgren is third. Is that uh, an unfair advantage? What? Being a second-year player that's eligible for rookie of the year. I don't... Because you got to what? Because you got to learn where the locker room was and how to travel on the team plane, and you got the. I mean, you got you didn't full, play a freaking minute. You got a full. I think he did. Oh, did he? Did he? Play, did he, yeah, he played he some hurt? preseason. I think he played yeah, preseason. Yeah. Hurt, yeah. Or did he get hurt? Think, no, he got hurt in summer league. Maybe. I don't. I, yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I, yeah, he, got he didn't hurt play in a damn league. minute. So all because he knows his way around the city. No. Just saying, he's gotten. He's got I think his. If I don't know how many how many games you have to play in order to be um, eligible for the uh, rookie of the year. I guess if you, you know, there's there are situations I know in the NHL where a player will come up and they'll play 15 games yeah. and then they'll still be whatever it is. I think that's definitely an advantage. But I don't think for Chet Holmgren, who didn't play a minute of NBA basketball, I don't think it's a uh, – he maybe he gained five pounds. You know, maybe he ate some fried chicken full, along full the year in the Full year in the process. In the- full year, no, that doesn't get – it is not an unfair advantage. And, it, and certainly, by the way – it only compensates for the fact that you injury were effed up your year. Like you had a, you, you lost a whole year of playing basketball, of of trying to improve at basketball, of ex, of everything. Well, I think I you, think if in in compensation for that, you got a small edge in the rookie of the year contest. I think it's okay. And I, I think the other it. aspect of mm-hmm. it is, would Chet have rather been hurt or not hurt? Yes, one hundred percent. Correct. Yeah. All right. Uh, so then there is. Is that. getting hurt an advantage? And Probably then finally, not. Finally, the schism. <laughs> Billy Richmond. Billy Richmond, whose son, of course, is being recruited by the University of Memphis, was on the Memphis Tiger basketball page taking shots at Penny Hardaway. How about this? Uh, Penny, great player and best player to ever wear a Tiger uniform. It ends there, though. My truth. It's honest. Now beat me up. Also says, ask yourself why every top-notch assistant has left. Also called him full of S. What do we make of this, Jeffrey? Billy Richmond going after Penny Hardaway. And not only Penny Hardaway, the fan base. You guys are funny and have zero clue. I love the Tigers as a former player, Memphis until I die. But this fan base is delusional. How about that? Okay, so here, can you can you read the quotes one more time? Because I'm confused if this is like a, a, a flamethrower or if this is like a targeted shot. So one more time. Uh, he says, uh, is he calling out both Penny and the fan base? Well, he, no, he, he, but then he goes on and on about the fan base. It goes, the string goes on and on where he just keeps telling the fans, are you contributing to the NIL? Right? Like uh, a lot. Show me where you're contributing to the NIL. We need to do more for the NIL, et cetera, et cetera. Um, once again, I'm not speaking for my son. I'm speaking as a former UM alum and former player who's given NIL deals over 20,000 to athletes at U of M. Um, I'm telling you what's going on. I don't hate anyone, et cetera. 
we can't compete with the big boys until people like yourself with lip instead of hand-to-pocket change your behavior. Too much talk, no money. He, he goes on like that for a long time, um, bashing the fan base. But he calls Penny full of S and says, Penny, great player and best player to ever wear a Tiger uniform. It ends there, though. And also, ask yourself why every top assistant coach has left. Okay, so there's a lot there. First off, if you're going to say somebody's full of S, I need to know the context. Yeah, I don't. Is this on the recruiting? That's all I can give you. But is that on the recruiting trail? Is that on the? Don't really know. Because then the 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 as the the quotes continue, my my interpretation is great player, not a good coach. Like that is his that's opinion. What that, yeah, yeah, that's what he's what he's saying is I. It ends there though. He's a great player and great, great best player, but it ends there. I'm not giving him any more credit for what else for as for for his coaching. Look at why all the why he asked he says why have all these assistants left. So uh, certainly a, a a notable exchange. Well, I mean, it doesn't bode well if you were holding out hope that maybe Givens losing Givens would it would is, include to, to it, more for Trey it Richmond. Has been, it has been. I, I don't as as uh, I, I'm not. I do not immerse myself in in the recruiting battles. Um, the um, I think the understanding is is that is that the mom is sort of running the recruiting a little bit like for, she for has, Richmond yes yeah for 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 Trey is 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 probably the most involved so in fact it doesn't doom the it wouldn't seem like a good thing no i don't wouldn't I, seem like a good thing but depending on his like i'll take myself out what 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 a coach do i say who's the decider correct right who's the influencer Number one, what do they the, say who's the influencer who's the decider and if it's Billy, that would seem to suggest that you're not getting Trey, period, the end, right? Yes. If it's the mom, that would seem to suggest that you might still have some whatever. But uh, by the way, by the way, what do you make of the merits of the argument? Um, look at what's happened to every top-notch assistant. Um, I do think it's, I think it's shown that being an assistant for Penny is difficult. And I think a lot of times part of it is and I don't necessarily blame Penny. Like Penny believes he's the head coach. He takes the wins. He takes the losses. And I, I that that is exactly right. I think like this idea that you were going to come in and run things under Penny. Correct. What we've learned is Penny is in fact he has real pride about. And he'll tell you all the time that how 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 great he is as a as a strategist. Yes. You know he'll tell you about his plan was perfect all the time. Yes. Right. And, um, and some of that is, is yes, if you thought you were Larry Brown and you were going to come in and run the program, right? You 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 couldn't be more wrong. It's just not that's not. And so, some coaches really empower their assistants mm-hmm. and are just CEOs, yeah. recruiters, deal with the fan base, you know. And deal then with some the coaches NIL. Are, what deal with boosters and IL. Yeah, and then some coaches are more granular. And Penny is really granular. Yes. So I think that's as, as much about that. The other thing is he keeps getting good assistance. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's getting really high-profile assistance. And so, yes, you if you want, you can criticize him for losing assistance. I just thought that, honestly, the most notable thing was that 
that this happened at all because obviously Penny is a uh, well. There was one other thing that I that was a little bit more buried, and again, I didn't read the whole post, so I'm I'm just Mm -hmm. it stood out to me when you were when you were Mm -hmm. reading it to me. I mean, I can't help but wonder if they lost Curtis Givens because LSU LSU made a better offer. That would not be shocking. (laughs) I mean, that would be, honestly, that would be my expectation. That would be the expectation, I think, right? Is that, why else did they lose? Like, I was reading, I read both Parth and Munns, and I think Munns' story was even headlined, why they lost, you know. Sure. And there's no answer in the story. Like, there's just no, like, it doesn't say, well, here's the real reason. You know, like, nobody has the quote-unquote real reason. They have... I mean, they had what he said. What he said was, oh, LSU's been in on me from the board go. Come on. Like, no one's buying that. That really? That really why you picked LSU? Because LSU was so loyal to you from the beginning? Come on, man. That's, so like, I that's like CDR saying he picked Memphis because of the uh, – but, like, no one has the um, – well, what happened was LSU came in late with a massive offer, for yeah, example. If, exactly. If that was it. Like, that's not being reported either in the Daily Memphian or – in the CA or somewhere else that yeah. I'm aware of. Um, um, but could that... That would be my expectation. That would be my expectation. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm I'm done in this world of, like, acting like it's... It's something else. Correct. Not that there can't be other factors, of course. Sure, there but there's usually factors. a deciding factor. Yes. Anyway, there seems to be a schism, ladies and gentlemen, in Tigerland between uh, the Wing Guru and, uh, and Penny Hardaway. I... Personally, I want my position to be clear. I support them both wholeheartedly and un- unres- without reservation. I support Penny Hardaway and uh, the wing guru himself. Uh, we're going to come back. We got Chris Harrington straight up at 10 o'clock, um, and then we have fish on Friday after that. If you're selling your house, house right across from me. By the way, you, you all can move in if you wish. Uh, house right across from me went on the market, and I noticed it's still on the market. Went on the market. A couple weeks ago, still on the market. And I'm thinking, you know what? He should have probably called Josh Heisaw. Phone number is 901-461-8147. 901-461-8147. Flexible fees, no upfront cost, let you out of the contract anytime, all of that. But in addition, when that house sits out there, you're like, this is a problem. Um, If your house doesn't sell within 45 days, Josh will either buy the house himself or he'll step in and make the payments. And one reason he can say that is because he's confident that that with his marketing plan, as much as he understands about real estate, there was a woman I talked to in Eads who did this, loved the idea of this 45-day thing, and then the house was under contract within a day. Um, again, it's Josh Heisaw. Phone number is 901-461-8147. More than 285-star Google reviews. Uh, or check them out at joshsellsthemidsouth.com. Back in a moment is Jeff Gawkins Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
Trista Crick with BetQL. Coastal Carolina plays App State in a Tuesday night college football tilt, putting two of the best offenses together in the nation. Coastal has a 22nd ranked passing offense at nearly 290 yards per game, while App State ranks 24th nationally with over 34 points per game. You know what that means? Points uh, plenty. Total sitting at 61.5, so consider taking the over. I'm Trista Crick, helping you be the books and bet smarter with BetQL. Download the BetMGM app today. For the ones who get it done, the most important part is the one you need now. And the best partner is the one who can deliver. That's why millions of maintenance and repair pros trust Granger, Because we have professional-grade supplies for every industry, even hard-to-find products. And we have same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders. But most importantly, we have an unwavering commitment to help keep you up and running. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same, but is 95% cheaper and you can get it online? Go to hymns.com slash joy. Through Hims, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, and the process is 100% online. To start your free online visit, go to hymns.com slash joy. That's H-I-M-S dot com slash J-O-Y. You're all set with your new Navian water heater. I can't wait to take a shower without running out of hot water. I'm just going to love my Navian tankless water heater. I just want to say that. Oh, no need to say that, ma'am. You'll always love Navian's high efficiency that will save you money on gas bills compared to other water heaters. I love how I have more space with its wall hanging design. Please let me say that. Nope. Sorry, miss. I know you appreciate it, but I can't let you say it. Why not? Because with Navian, it's a tankless job. How long have you been waiting to use that? You'd be surprised. Find a Navian installer near you at tanklessmadesimple.com. Discover, this is Danny. Hi, it's Jen Coolidge. I just want to thank you for making me feel so special. I earned cash back on debit for my dinner party groceries. That's great. But with Discover Cashback Debit, we give everyone cash back on everyday purchases. Anything else I can help you with? Are you hungry? Because everyone left after the asparagus sorbet. Introducing Discover Cashback Debit, a checking account with cash back. It pays to discover. Eligibility in terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Here are a few reasons to buy local, especially when you are buying fine jewelry. This is James Gaddis with James Gaddis Jewelers. For over 60 years, the Gaddis family has been servicing every piece of jewelry we have ever sold. We will service, size, clean, and repair anything you buy from us. Let us be your family's jeweler, and you will see why our customers keep coming back. We make dreams come true at James Gaddis Jewelers because, after all, you are always treated like family here. The Fool's Gold Giveaway is here at Southland, where you could win big cash. Join us on Fridays and Saturdays in October, where 10 winners are drawn every hour to win up to $5,000 cash. You can get one entry for every 23 points earned, plus five times the entries on Mondays. There's nothing foolish about the cash we're giving away, so come on down to Southland in October to go for the gold. Must be 21 plus. Play responsibly for help quitting. Call 800-522-4700. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in your pocket in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. They've got great deals. The app's easy to use. Wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. FanDuel's great, too, for 
with a non-expert. They've got a bunch of pre-made bets. Come on in, have a little fun. Visit FanDuel.com slash Smith and kick off the NFL season. That's FanDuel.com slash J-S-M-I-T-H. It's on FanDuel, official partner of the NFL and of 929FM ESPN. Must be 21 or older and present in Tennessee. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call Tennessee Redline at 1-800-889-9789. Bank of America is the proud employer of over 210,000 teammates who go above and beyond to support their clients' financial goals. Like Emily, who helps clients create a plan to build the future they want. Like a wedding, having kids, or retirement. All real achievements her clients have shared photos of. For all your financial goals, we're here to listen and help. What would you like the power to do? Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash about. Bank of America N.A., member FDIC, equal credit opportunity lender. As Tennesseans, we all see and appreciate the abundant wildlife around us and the great fishing opportunities we have across our state. Thanks to your Tennessee Wildlife Resources Agency. I'm Don King, reminding you that none of this would have been possible without the support of hunters and anglers who have purchased licenses and paid the bills over the years. Don't forget to purchase your license this year. It's a great investment in Tennessee's wildlife future. On job sites, few things are more important than a solid work boot. At Boot Barn Work, we pride ourselves on knowing that no matter your trade, when there's hard work to be done, your boot should be built for nonstop protection and mobility. Thoroughgood checks all the boxes. Their Wear Anywhere boots are time-tested and crafted with the highest quality materials for relentless support. For job-fitted boots, Thoroughgood at Boot Barn Work. We're talking with Justin Wynn, the GM of Red River Ford Toyota in Wynn. Good morning, Justin. Hey, Dennis. It's good to be here. I'm glad to be on Memphis Radio. I tell you, we've got a lot of good things going on. For the last couple years, you've seen dealers battle the shortage of new car inventory. You've seen prices on new cars going up. Well, those days are coming to end. We've been able to build a supply of new car inventory sitting here on the lot. So you're actually able to come by, look at vehicles, drive vehicles, push the button, smell that new car smell. I've got plenty of new Toyotas sitting here in stock. I've got new Ford sitting here in stock. I have access to over 700 quality pre-owned vehicles. So if you don't see something that's going to fit your needs and wants, please let us know. More than likely, we have that at one of our other locations. I'll deliver it straight to your driveway, just like I will with any vehicle purchase. There's no need to cross the river and come over, but you do need to give us a call. 870-238-7770. And of course, we're always open at RedRiverFordToyota.com. The Majestic Grill might just be that one place that can be everything to everyone. I'm not the person who first said that about the Majestic Grill, but I think it's absolutely true. It's the place to go for a downtown business lunch, and it's also the place to go before a show at the Orpheum. And it's also the place to go to sit at the bar and have a cheeseburger, and it's the place to go for a date or a special dinner out. So swing by their beautiful restaurant at 145 Main Street. The Majestic Grill is a slice of Memphis history that Denny and Patrick Riley have filled with a warmth that is hard to describe and harder to resist. I'm Tony Kornheiser and this is my show. What, you expecting something different? Whether you're looking for deep, insightful dives into the day's top sports stories, that's why we have guests, right, Nigel? Or simply how to get changed for 100. You'll find it on the Tony Kornheiser Show. From football picks, from the best prognosticators in the business, including a monkey, to real-time baseball playoff analysis, to traffic in an area where you don't live. We got you covered. My friends come on and you know them. 
Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Jeff's guests appear on the Frame Corner phone lines. Frame Corner with expert custom and do-it-yourself framing since 1975 on Park Avenue in East Memphis. Now, back to the Jeff Calkins Show, live from the Genesis Memphis Covington Pike Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. You know, now that it's a little chilly out there, even better time to get the bounty on broad. Because some of the dishes that I like best, I'll be honest, you get the lamb shank in 99 degrees, you're like, do I really need this? It's a little heavy. But you get the, in a, in a chilly day. Mm, just right. You get the lamb shank. It's on Gouda grits. Oh, yeah. I mean, let's be honest. If you got the, if you got the pork belly confit uh, as a warm-up for that, uh, as an appetizer... And then the lamp shank. Then you just go home and tuck yourself in bed and stay warm. <laughs> it's, it's just beautiful. Uh, by the way, and of course, uh, Wednesday, that's tomorrow, uh, martinis, 25 cents between five and six. Half price bottles of wine, half price glass of wine. That's all day. It is Bounty on Broad. Get yourself there sometime soon. Hey, Jeffy, let's play Believe It or Not. Now it's time for Believe It. Believe, believe. I don't even know if I believe. No, I'm a believer. Or not. Believe it or not. On the Jeff Hawkins Show. Marcus Smart is a better basketball player than Desmond Bain. Believe it or not. I ask you that, Jeffrey, because ESPN uh, rankings, of player rankings have come out, and... Uh, and and the way you do, you unspool these. You don't you don't love rookie mistake in the in in the in journalism world, in the click getting world anyway, would be to the page views world. In the page please. views world would be to roll them all out at once. Uh, so instead they did hundred to fifty uh, today. And uh, the the players who did not appear in the top in fifty through hundred, who you might expect to appear later, Jaron Jackson Jr. and John Morant, right? Correct. That's that's probably it. That's probably it. I don't expect Stephen Adams to be on there. Do you? Zero to fifty. No. There's no one else on there. If he wasn't in this, he was this if he wasn't right. in exactly. this collection, no yeah. So the two that appeared between fifty and hundred are Marcus Smart at fifty nine and Desmond Bain at sixty one, suggesting that the people at ESPN think Marcus Smart's a better basketball player, but only marginally, than Desmond Bain. I'm going to say I don't believe it. I, one of them is. Uh, I do understand. Former. I do understand why. Because oftentimes when you're doing these rankings, I'm still projecting that I think Desmond's going to have a very good year this year. And, and that's the interesting question. Are you? Is this a projection of how you think they will be this year, or how they were last year? Like, like what is? Where, it? It, I think it's what is their place in the game entering this year, which is largely predicated, so, in my opinion, on last year. So it's not, where do we think they will be this coming year? Correct. It's not a projection to that. It is a projection. It's, where do you think they are entering this, this Marcus season? Marcus Smart, by the way, has declined, uh, not precipitously, but from 34 last year to 59, Desmond Bain has climbed marginally 
from 68 to 61. Let's be honest. The hope heading into next year, that at this time next year, the hope would be that Desmond Bain, I mean, you hope that, that, that Marcus Smart, in a perfect world, he's back in the top 50 next year. Yeah, absolutely. Right? But in a perfect world, you hope that Desmond Bain is ahead of him. Yes, I, I think to reach the ceiling, you if you, the Grizzlies are at their best if Desmond Bain is one of the, is either their second or third best player, and Marcus Smart's their fourth best player. I think that's how you get better. Now, to be clear, this means the Grizzlies have four players in the top sixty-one. That's pretty damn good. Yes, absolutely. If every team had four players in the top 61, there would only be 15 teams. And as, I, as my, my math is correct, there are not only 15 teams. So the Grizzlies have more good players, more really good players, than nearly – I haven't done the math to figure out if there's – what other teams have more. Like have, have, have – if any other teams have more than four, I doubt they do. I think the Warriors might. More than four. Wiggins? I mean, obviously Steph, they had Wiggins, Curry, Draymond, Wiggins. Those and I four. assume Clay's going to be in there That's still. Steph, Clay. Yeah. Because we Draymond. know Wiggins and Draymond are in there already. Those are in the top 50 or whatever, the, the first 50. And then 50. Steph and Clay. That's yeah. four. Yeah, so that's that would be the only ones. Are we missing someone? Obvious? Am I missing someone obvious? So they, they would be at four. Right along with the Grizzlies. Correct. I'm where trying was, to think. Where was Clay? I don't think Clay was in there, so oh, I see. I'm guessing he's but, going to be in but the top I see. fifty. But, but, um, but Wiggins was and Draymond Wait, was. Yes, yeah, correct. I, we, I saw both of them. Uh, other notables: Mike Conley at 93, by the way, yep. still a top hundred player. Good for Mike. Uh, Zion Williamson, 52. Ah, who the hell knows? I don't even Wait. know what you would do with well, Zion. Where do you like, put Zion? Because if Zion is indeed healthy, best shape of his life, plays a whole season, he is a better than a top fifty player. He's probably a top twenty, if not top ten player. But how how on earth do you rank that? You approve of the Brooks? Oh, his- oh, Chris Paul is in there at 76. Chris Paul is in there. So that would give the Warriors five. Probably. Oh, you're right. Oh, you're right. Yeah, Chris Paul is in there. Okay. Uh, Grizz, I, I, I've been breaking news. The Memphis uh, Brooks Museum is changing its name to the Memphis Museum of Art or the Memphis Art Museum. So it's, it's calling. It's going to call itself, this is breaking news over the Daily Memphian, it's going to call itself the Memphis Art Museum. You approve of the news, the the name change from Memphis Brooks Museum of Art to Memphis Art Museum. Believe it or not, I do not believe that. But it's the same thing. Like it's still the Pink Palace to me. It'll still be the no, Brooks I, to me. I, it, I no, I to me, I those are different. To me, those are very different. I've because never, the Pink Palace is an actual building. I've never really understood the Brooks. Like, is do we have an art museum that's our art museum? You know what I mean? Like, there's the Dixon and there's the Brooks, and I I never really understood what. They each were, you know, like, are they each little family museums or are they, this to me says, yo, this is our art museum. And I've always been confused by the Brooks. I'm fine with it. I'm pretty agnostic towards this, but like, if you, if you sit there and you go, Hey, we're going, we're We're going to the Memphis art museum. The Brooks museum never meant anything to me, even as a Memphian. Where's the pink palace? I think cause it's, I always knew the Brooks. It's also cute. I always knew the Brooks. It's like right there at Overton. Well, it's not going to be there at Overton either. Yeah. So, uh, by the way, moving. this is the uh, the Hydes. Uh, Barbara and Pitt Hyde um, have uh, given $20 million. And so they could have naming rights. They could call it the Hyde Museum, right? Sure. Good for them. 
Like, good for them. Yeah, absolutely. Good for them to, very clearly, they could stick their name on it if they wanted. And instead, they decided they just wanted to put the name Memphis on it to clearly delineate uh, where it is. Um, the Swifties are going to, the Swifties are going to be the force who finally rids the NFL of turf. Believe it or not. I do not believe <laughs> it. Is Travis Kelsey, you just turned an ankle, right? Uh, Jeff, I had not heard this in in years. Oh, no. Travis Kelsey. Low ankle sprain. A low ankle sprain. Low, a low, Correct. low ankle sprain. Correct. That was a not throwback. a high ankle. Not a high ankle sprain. <laughs> this is a low ankle sprain. Well, I thought, by the way, I thought low ankle sprains were ankle sprains. And I thought sprains. high ankle sprains were differentiated. Um, so you could just, if it's an ankle sprain, you assume low. Correct. Exactly. Otherwise, Unless if they say high ankle sprain, I know that it's different. Uh, well, anyway, he's got a low ankle sprain, mm-hmm. and the Swifties are enraged that Taylor's bow got hurt because of turf. I am enraged that my Buffalo Bills all got hurt in London, apparently. Um, and and well, the weird here's the weird thing. By they the have way. grass. They have grass. What in the world? They literally the soccer team plays on grass. They installed the turf specifically for the NFL. And it's like underneath. And it's the- underneath, and then you, yeah, it's just what the what in the F. And again, I don't really know whether to blame the turf or not. Like, it sounds like sour grapes. You lose to the Jags, you blame the turf. You get hurt, you blame the turf, right? So I don't know whether to blame the turf. Um, I, I'll be honest, I don't trust the NFL on injuries, though. Like, they lied to us oh, about concussions oh, no, no, for I, forever. I agree with you on that. I do also... I don't think the Swifties are going to make a difference, though. No, I first off, I'm kind of woke on this, by the way. I'm this account just showed up out of nowhere. This thing felt like a, we're we're gonna like grift on the Taylor Swift NFL thing. It's not actual Swifties. Yes, you mean you. Think I would it's like to know how many actual Swifties even were know up are aware to date of the, on the, the no, yeah, turf right. versus grass debate. I think that's kind of an in the weeds argument, is, as it were. Yes, yes, as it were. That's I'm, I appreciate you used a horticulture yes. reference there. Um, so um, yeah, I don't think so, and that's interesting. Uh, you just someone decided to weaponize the Swifties against turf. Um, all right, next this Tulane game, the biggest game in Ryan Silverfield's head coaching career. Believe it or not. I do believe this. You do? I do. It's, I, a fu- it's a funny thing, though, because, like, is it bigger than if they'd lost the Boise State game? Like, that was a big game because they won it. So is this really – is it bigger? Right. And is it bigger if they then lose – like, I, I can make – I can hear the argument, and I will hear the argument in just a second, but it is kind of – these big game stuff is kind of interesting. Like, it, explain to me, why is it the biggest game in his career? So the biggest – the reason why I think it's the biggest game in his career is – I put the Cotton Bowl in a separate category. Totally, it, yeah. it, the Cotton Bowl didn't is, matter what happened. In the it Cotton was Bowl. a celebration of yeah, the that Cotton Bowl is irrelevant. Yeah, that that is not the biggest game. And by the way, and I think I, you're right. Like, it was great that he won the UCF game, and it was great that he won the Mississippi State game. But he didn't have to. Correct. If you win this game, it's entirely possible that on Sunday you wake up ranked. And you are going to be, when you look at the, the schedule for like the next six weeks, you're going to be the G5 team that gets talked about the most. And I think that is incredibly massive for the program. Like you, 
is you're going to win the games. Like, you got schedule wins coming up. If you lose this game— By the way, do you rule out the possibility like, that this team is mediocre enough to lose some of those scheduled wins? Um, I don't rule it out. I, I still think it's unlikely. You think they will— Yeah, okay. I, again, I do not rule it out because I've seen weird things happen in college football. But it would it would have to be a weird thing. You would, Correct. You would characterize I would be, it as a weird I thing. would be very, very surprised. Does, it, does that mean I think they're going to dominate and win those games? No. I, I think a couple of them could be close, but I do not. I, you're just going to be – you're basically going to spend the entire month of October being the G5 team that is talked about, and that really hasn't happened in his entire tenure. No, it also would, to me, he has had to coach under the specter. Mind you, he wanted it, he invited it, and not only that, he promised that he would keep the the program at the level that it was. That was the selling point. That was the selling point. And so he has coached under that specter. Anytime you, whatever, you just go to a bowl game, but you're not in... It's like, yeah, well, this doesn't feel like it. Why aren't we nationally ranked? Why aren't we talked about? Why aren't we elite? Why aren't we like... the and and look what's happened to the program. Look, we're no longer there anymore. Look, whatever. Like, it kind of makes all of that go away. Yes. You know, it's just like, well, I said we took, took a little longer to get here, whatever else. But look up, ladies and gentlemen. This is where I said we'd be. This is where we are. Maybe it's time to start showing up to the games. Yes. And if you lose it, you're going to go right back to where you were. And if you lose it, you're going back. Yeah, that was all nice and pretty. And yeah, but you know what? There were two tough games so far, and they've lost them both. I think this is an actual game that can change the trajectory of this team. I agree. I agree. Thank there you. is there is no uh, to me there is no underselling how much this game, how much this game. It's Friday night. It's on ESPN. The casual college football fan will be watching this. And it is your it is your opportunity to go and put your best foot forward. Uh, you're a Phil Clark, you're a Phil Clark fan. Believe it or not, I am absolutely a Phil Clark fan. And I bring that up because tonight over at AutoZone Park, they are having the uh, induction for the Memphis Sports Hall of Fame. I am one of the uh, one of the MCs there. I presume along with uh, Wolo and Jarvis. That's who we've done it previously. Um, and here are your uh, here are your inductees: Allie Prescott, Elma Roan, Hubie Brown, Jack Eaton, Richard Mulrooney, Sheila Eccles Gross, Tamika Whitmore, and from the prep coach category: Marion Brewer, Phil Clark, Sharon Watson, and Sylvester Ford. There are a lot of people I think who will. Like all of those names mean something, sure, and and for certainly are, have been significant in Memphis sports history, but then in particular there are people who will really attach to different of those names. I I just say the word Jack Eaton, yep. and it conjures something for laughter usually people, <laughs> right? Exactly right, or 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 pride, or yeah, whatever, yeah. In, well, in, what were his best lines? Like that's yeah, always exactly, yes. yeah. Remember when he, yes. you know, it and he also honestly like Jack, he represented a time. Sure. You know, a moment in Memphis sports history. Um, and then the, the the prep coaches. I mean, Hubie, well, Hubie is another one. Like, Hubie, that year of Hubie, really it was two years. Like, he, he came in mid-year, and then it was the next year that was the magical year, coach of the year year. 
that year really was magic. It was just so much fun. And it was so much fun to see someone who had been exiled from the NBA uh, as a head coach and never thought he'd get the chance again to in Memphis. And by the way, by the way, at this point, the Grizzlies were really struggling. Like they were struggling competitively. They were, they were absolutely overshadowed by the Tigers. Um, They were a mess. They had been a mess for their entire time. They were in Vancouver. They came here. Um, and Hubie created something, and he was doing what he was, he will tell you, what he was put on earth to do, which is teach. Um, like their whole Coach of the Year campaign that year was um, Teacher of the Year. Like they, they, they had, they gave out little pencils and, and yep. apples and stuff, like, because he was really, truly at bottom a teacher. And then he would hold forth to the media, and people would be spellbound. Um, by Hubie's press conferences. So, you know, he was obviously significant. Allie Prescott, I think everyone uh, knows and appreciates what Allie has done in so many different roles in this city. Um, but then going to the prep coach stuff, Phil Clark has been ill and, um, and has been uh, uh, touched a lot of people as a baseball coach in this community, as have Marion Brewer and Sharon Watson and Sylvester Ford, who are also being honored. Uh, but I bring, bring that up because I know you know of Phil. Oh, yeah. I mean, the Germantown High School baseball camps were always a blast. And Phil, one of my dad's best friends, like lifelong best friends, they played Juco baseball together. And so my my dad's known Phil for a very long time. But, I mean, I, I can't think about the high school baseball in this area without, like, mentioning him. Right. And how do we possibly have all the fun? Like, El Marone, we just, like, everyone knows that name, and yet it is, it is interesting. Like women's sports right now is feel like enjoying a moment, right? Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. In, in, in all kinds of ways, despite the performance of the U.S. World Cup uh, women's soccer team, um, is enjoying a moment. Um, there's more attention paid than ever to women's college basketball. Um, gets real coverage. The, women's, the Memphis women's soccer team is crushing it. Um, but before that, it really... With scant resources and scant attention and eye rolling, um, you know, Elmerone was was a pioneer, truly. And so, um, anyway, a lot of folks are going to be honored tonight at AutoZone Park. I suspect you can still get tickets. Uh, just Google it, man. Like it, like anything. I suspect you can get tickets. There's a cocktail reception at five thirty, um, an induction ceremony begins at six thirty. That's when the induction ceremony begins i will be out there all right we have in the second hour we've got chris harrington straight up at 10 o'clock then we got charles fishman our man in washington dc fish on friday on tuesday we'll do that in the second hour before then i will remind you that if you bet a five to simple if you're a new customer and you plunk a five make a simple five dollar bet on fanduel cha-ching two hundred dollars in bonus bets will magically appear in your account that's right five dollar bet get two hundred dollars in bonus bets guaranteed Teed, uh, win or lose. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, no better time to get on the action. Then you can bet whatever. Spreads, player props, over-unders, the whole deal. Um, FanDuel is, of course, official betting partner of the NFL. All you got to do is go to FanDuel.com slash Calkins. That's my name. C-A-L-K-I-N-S. C-A-L-K-I-N-S. 
I-N-S. Must be 21 or older in present Tennessee. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable. Bonus bets that expire in seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call Tennessee Redline. 1-800-889-9789. Harrington coming up next. Jeff Gawkins Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. Coming up at 11 a.m., it's the Jason and John Show. Weekdays from 11 a.m. till 2 p.m. on 92.9 FM ESPN, Memphis's sports station. Flu season is here. Protect yourself and your loved ones with a seasonal flu or senior flu shot at the Shot Nurse. With three locations, it's fast, convenient, and easy. Plus, it's free with most insurance. Or for groups of 10 or more, the nurse can come to you. Call 901-685-9999 or go to shotnurse.com to book your group appointment. The Shot Nurse is your wise choice. Hey, Kathy, what if I want to change my insurance plan? Steve, State Farm is here for your what ifs. So what if I want to change from a radio 